Welcome back to another episode of SI Tells All. Today's special guest is another one of our SI leaders, uh, Jose Ramos. Uh, Jose, go ahead and introduce yourself in the course that you're supporting this semester. Oh, my name is Jose Ramos. I do uh, Chem 128A SI, Organic Chemistry, first semester. Yeah, and, and Jose, you've switched from Chem 128A to 128B, correct? Uh, I I was going to, but then they, I just stayed with 128A because of the schedule confliction. Oh, so you've only done 128A? Yeah, I was going to, but then uh, the scheduling wasn't there. Oh, dang, I'm mistaken. I don't know why I thought you had switched to 128B, but think, you have worked with multiple semesters, I mean, instructors. Yeah, I have. I think it was Quinn that switched because she was 128A. Yeah, yeah, she's in 128B with Dr. Chula. So you've worked with Mahalski, Klosser. This semester you're with Atar, correct? Yeah. Yeah, so. Okay, so... Jose, what initially made you interested in being an SI leader? Just in general for like organic chemistry? <clears throat> well, yeah. I mean, like, was it, did you go to SI? Uh, did you even know what SI was as a student? Yeah. So I went to SI sessions for Bio 1A. And okay. I didn't have SI for OCHEM first semester, mm-hmm. but I did have it for the second semester. But okay. I just felt like there was help needed in the first semester because there's a lot of confusion going into the second semester because it's like mm-hmm. a foundation for the second semester. Okay. And so it was just like, you know, I'm just going to apply kind of thing. Yeah. And Kloster wanted me to be her essay leader because I spent multiple hours in her office trying to understand oh, the first okay. semester lecture. Okay. Okay. Um, and then my follow-up question to that is because you've been here a couple semesters now. What keeps you around in SI? Uh, I think it's just a challenge each semester because it's always a different set of students and a different mm-hmm. set of instructors. So it's always a challenge to learn new concepts of organic chemistry because I found it interesting over the okay. time I've been in SI. Yeah, not a, I haven't heard a lot of people say they've enjoyed organic chemistry, so... Yeah. That in itself makes you special, but um, okay, Jose, uh, you have worked with online SI um, for one semester prior to, you know, um, as Nicole would say, when Zoom became cool. So what was your experience like in transitioning from in-person sessions and now going into online sessions and office hours entirely? Uh, I would say it's not too bad. Um I do miss being in the SI area though for office hours compared to just being on Zoom by yourself. Yeah. But I would say the transition wasn't too bad since I was already on the SI cohort and I knew how to work a lot of the features already. But I would Mm -hmm. say the time that took the most for me was like instructions over Zoom when when students start to come and when there's more than one student, you have to like really emphasize instructions so they don't run wild. And all of that instruction delivery takes time on Zoom, which is something that, like, is easy to overlook until you're in a session and, you know, realizing that you're kind of rushed for, or, you're, yeah, you're crunched for time. Okay. But, yeah, I mean, overall, it sounds good. Like, it wasn't too much of a struggle. Um, and, of course, you had already kind of started um, having online services prior to fully transitioning online. Um, well, then what is the... I guess, favorite SI memory that you have in the 
how many semesters have you been here now? That's going to be my fourth semester. Yeah, three, four, okay. Yeah, four semesters. So first thing that comes to mind, what's your favorite SI memory? Um, I would say the first time uh, you have training as a, like a, like not a <laughs> returner. And then you, yeah, as an SI leader, and then you have like the interaction with the returners and it's just like fun to see like how they do everything because it's just like an eye-opener you're like oh well, I have training for that but they've had actual experience and it's just funny mm-hmm. how they tell the stories and stuff yeah yeah it's been some time since you've been in that position so definitely now you're the other on the other side of that and you're the returners so that's probably what new SA leaders are, are looking to you like <laughs> yeah it's pretty it's pretty funny I mean I don't know. I just think it's funny. Like the first training is always like the most nerve wracking because you don't know what to expect and you're kind of just thrown into the scenarios. Yeah. <laughs> what, what was what was your first impression? Like honestly, coming into SI, your first day of training. Uh, it was kind of. It wasn't too overwhelming, but I'd say it was a little nerve wracking because you still have to like be up there giving instructions and like mm-hmm. not try to mess up as much because you could easily mess up and just lose everyone's concentration. <laughs> yeah uh definitely um and it's such a big team too so that in itself adds to making it kind of an intimidating setting so a little bit more about you jose uh don't think you uh shared like your major um kind of career aspirations my career aspirations so mm-hmm. um i'm a biology major with a minor in chemistry and i will hope to go into the master's program but since the quarantine and everything hit they're only taking limited applicants now so i have to see until like maybe next month to see what's happening but okay i would hope to go into the master's program and then go into the phd program but we'll see what happens but if not i guess i'll just go scrounge around for a job <laughs> <laughs> but okay phd in uh anything in biology i considered chemistry but it's just too much calculus i'm and physics i'm not about that okay and is your goal to like what kind of position do you foresee yourself in um hopefully a professor doing research with like undergrad students and master students okay Okay. i've done research and i got my publication this year and then i presented at the ccrs last year and it's it's pretty fun especially as undergrad yeah i remember that experience (laughs) yeah ender was there shout out to yeah Yeah, yeah, I remember. That was in the second floor of the library, right? Mm-hmm. Okay. All right. So um, tell us more about yourself, Jose. Who is Jose outside of being a student and being an SI leader? What do you like to do on your free time? Uh, I mostly now, I mean, I just stay at home and watch movies with my brothers. That's, that's all I can do. But uh, I play, now I play games with the... Uh, Joseph Shin from uh, the SI. We're friends. We have had classes together, so we play games together online. That's pretty fun. Uh, When COVID wasn't around, I would usually just go, like, hunting for vinyls and, like, go do things, go to movies. I mean, I don't know, hang out with friends mostly. But it's nice to be home, but I do miss concerts, though. Yeah, con- speaking of concerts, Jose, um, I know you had a couple canceled on you. Did Ender tell you? Oh, yes, you did. Yeah, um, 
Yeah. I don't know if we want to necessarily air that out on your podcast episode. Yeah, I was going to miss one of the trainings for Coachella. <laughs> Sometimes ignorance is bliss, Jose. I don't need to know the why. It's true. I mean, I, I'm, I'll tell you, we, we've we known each other for, what, two years now. <laughs> I think I think we're on a good, good slate so far. Yeah. Yeah, definitely not. Um, <laughs> I mean... We might have very different perceptions of serious and compelling reasons, but <laughs> awesome. Um, so yeah, so I know I know you enjoy going to concerts. Um, like you said, you also enjoy um, going and finding. Is it like particular kinds of music that you're you have preference uh, for? I listen to all kinds of music, honestly. I usually right now I'm listening to a lot of like lo-fi music just because it's easier to study to especially mm-hmm. like when you're studying for tests and exams and like lab practicals. But when I go to concerts, I usually go to like, right now it's been a lot of rock concerts, but uh, I've been to a lot of other concerts too. But mm-hmm. my favorite are probably rock concerts because I have a lot of favorite rock bands. Nice. Yeah. So, Jose, are you um, experiencing or have you experienced any of that Zoom fatigue from being both a student on, you know, online and also, you know, having your sessions and office hours online. I know right before we started recording this, we were just talking about blue light glasses. Yeah, I would say um, it's not too bad. The fatigue probably comes from going to lecture all the time because it Mm -hmm. does get redundant because we go to lecture and then we watch videos online too. Mm. So it's kind of like a lot of repeat. Right. But it's not too bad. I don't get migraines anymore because of the blue light filter, which is nice. And uh, I don't know, like the filter, I guess, helps a lot because I haven't had migraines in like two years because I get the blue light filter in my glasses. So it's nice. So I would recommend it if you get any headaches (laughs) or migraines from the laptop. (laughs) Yeah, I'm I'm working on getting my glasses replaced, though. So we'll see. Um, So... What's something that people wouldn't necessarily know about you, Jose, that unless they like took the time to really get to know you? Uh, I don't know. Like, uh, I like to collect vinyls. I guess that's like a big thing. Like, they didn't expect mm-hmm. that. I worked at a vinyl shop when I was at City College at Fresno City. So that okay, was fun. So you, I was in power. You were a transfer student. Yeah, I was a transfer student, yeah. Okay, I didn't know that. How big is your collection thus far? Uh, when I was there, it you're like five. <laughs> no, uh, when I was there, I would buy like five at a time because they would I would get them for like five bucks and like they're yeah. really good condition. So now I have like a hundred and twenty. Oh wow! Yeah, yeah, that's definitely um not a common kind of collectible, I guess. Yeah, you don't hear a lot uh, of yeah. Now it's coming back. I would say a lot of more people are making vinyls for fans. Mm-hmm. But I would just say get the vinyl if you really like the album or the artist. Definitely support them. Yeah. And, and nowadays, I mean, everything's like streaming. I myself, you know, listen to all my music on Spotify. So it's weird to like get an album for an album because the whole album has to be good if I'm going to pay for, you know, something like that. Yeah, exactly. That's why the vinyls that I have, those are the albums that I really like. And most of them I buy on a whim after I go to concerts. So that's 
Mm, okay. Yeah. All righty, Jose. So a little bit back into the SI world. Um, what has been one of the uh, biggest challenges? Uh, doesn't have to be particularly this semester, but um, in your experience as an SI leader, what has been the most difficult part of being an SI leader? I would say confrontation and tough love, just because no one likes giving it. And mm-hmm. that's always a hard thing to try to wrap your head around. So okay. that's always fun to do. But I'd say the first semester, that's probably the biggest thing that I had to work on because it was hard because, I mean, students want help, but it's hard to, like, not, like, tolerate some of the stuff like they do and like me and Stephanie would like work on it and she would mentor me to the max because like she would see like I'm trying but like I had to like put my foot completely down yeah and so to to do a little bit more detail because we talk a lot about tough love in SI um and I remember having observed your sessions um as well and correct me if wrong, what, you know, SI is all about instilling like good study habits for your students, right? Introducing them, introducing them to a varied um, modalities and ways that they can reinforce the material, not just in SI, but outside of SI. And so I remember going into some of your sessions and, and seeing that students, you know, you were doing a really good job in trying to redirect them and, you know, getting them to go and find the answers, whereas the particular students that you had in that group that semester were maybe not the most patient with you and just wanted the easy way out. They wanted you to give the answers. They didn't want to put in the extra effort. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's difficult. I mean, especially that's the challenge with organic chemistry because it's taking 3d molecules into a 2d plane onto a piece of paper. Right. There's a lot of frustration that comes with that because it's a lot of like conceptual concepts and you need like models rather than like gen chem where it's just like equations Mm -hmm. so how do you work on you know not falling into that like let me just give you what you want and and still kind of holding that I guess integrity within your sessions and you know ultimately wanting what's best for your students but sometimes they may not always see that immediately so that that I would imagine that's a constant battle for an SI leader so one of the main things I like to do is like try to instill like confidence in them without like telling them they're like completely wrong. Like you at least attempted it. So I mean, there's some thought right. into it and like right. you're down the right path, but like maybe use like a partner or like your book to like finish it. Cause like you're almost there. Mm-hmm. So I'd say like instilling confidence so they could work independently is probably like the biggest thing that I like for them to take away. Cause like, especially now that we're all online, like, you're literally by yourself unless you want to communicate with others and we have office hours, but I feel like even that is not enough enough in yeah. organic chemistry. Um, so what, like, are you seeing online that you're seeing more students come to your sessions, less students? Is it pretty consistent um, in your experience having supported the same course for going on four semesters? So, the first semester, I'd say there was a steady amount. I had like at least six to seven consistently, both sessions. So that wasn't, that was always good. Mm-hmm. And then the second semester, I had like on average four. But now that it's online, I'm getting at least seven students 
to five. Okay. This isn't bad, but again, it takes longer to online to give instruction. So timing mm-hmm. and everything comes into play. But yeah. What would be your advice for other SI leaders, uh, maybe specifically towards new SI leaders who are just learning their role right now and also, you know, having to do it during a pandemic when everything's in online? I would say definitely reach out to other SI leaders. And if you feel like it's like you need a direct answer, say just go to the mentors or staff just because they've been there and they've done that. So that's always a good support system because I've been there and I've asked them and they gave great advice. (laughs) Yeah. So essentially use your resources, right? Yeah. Jose, what would be um, a pivotal moment in your life um, that has really shaped who you are today? Could be an experience, could be recent, could be, you know, from years ago. Uh, I would probably say in elementary school in the sixth grade, once that was like the pivotal moment where like, I was like, okay, yeah, I could do it. Because I was like always really lazy and like didn't really apply myself. Okay. That was very specific. Yeah. Sixth grade. (laughs) <laughs> and then okay, like I act- and then I actually like actually like tried and like focused and did stuff instead of playing games and like going outside and messing around and I actually got um honor roll and that's when I like opened up and I was just like oh then I could do it and then I just kind of like paced myself throughout my academic career mm-hmm yeah, sixth grade. Wow. I mean, I didn't have that moment until like junior year of college, but um, that's awesome. So what was it in particular? Like you just, you know, suddenly had a feeling like, no, I'm going to start trying. Or was it something that kind would, of sparked that? I would say it was the teacher. She okay. like, was just like, yeah, you're doing really well. Like you actually can do it. Like here's some extra things that you can practice. And I was actually like, learning from like the extra practice so like I don't know like it just like kind of clicked like hey I could do it instead of like feeling overwhelmed and doing everything last minute right and yeah and going from kind of doing things just to get them done to like like you said that feeling of like oh I'm actually learning from this and so so like there's a little bit more motivation behind your process and more of a want to do things as opposed to like having to do things yeah exactly and from then on, like, it's just been, I would say, upward with a couple setbacks. But I mean, other than that, I'm here. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And, you know, those setbacks are just as important. Um, I think, you know, you kind of have to fall sometimes to be able to get back up. So. Yeah, I completely agree. All right. So, Jose, did you always know that you were going to go to Fresno State? Um was it like your first choice? You already, yeah, I mean, it seems like you already kind of knew you were going to go to college. Yeah, I knew I was going to go to college, but I didn't know where. <clears throat> I was originally wanting to go to the, what is it? I think it's called Washington University in St. Louis. Okay. And that was specifically for pharmaceuticals because I was originally wanted to be a pharmacist. Mm-hmm. But then... I seen how much tuition was. I was just like, oh, I mean, I could just stay here and go to Fresno City and get the general ed done and then transfer uh-huh. to wherever I want wanted. And then when that decision came, I was, again, looking other 
places instead of Fresno State, and Fresno mm-hmm. State was the last option, and then okay. I came to Fresno State. It was the last option, and yet you know, you're you're here, and everything happens for a reason. And is Fresno home to you? Yeah, everyone, all my family is from Fresno, but I have family in other states too. So was it um, was it like your last? Did you initially? It sounds like you didn't really necessarily plan to stay in Fresno. Yeah, I never. I wanted to always try to like go other places to experience new things because I feel like mm-hmm. home is always fun, but you don't. You always need a new adventure. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, you never know. I mean, there's again, you still have aspirations for other programs, so it's true. Yeah. So maybe you'll still have the opportunity to go somewhere new and um, complete a graduate program. Yeah, over the summer, uh, I had, so the professor I worked with, and I went to Oregon to see the university there, and then I went to Washington, too, to see the university there. So that was fun. That's nice over there. Yeah, I went to Oregon for the first time, and I didn't know that, like, you can't pump your own gas there. Yeah, it's crazy. So I had this... um we had done this like road trip and this lady was like, it was, it was like 10 o'clock. Um, and like, yeah, you know, you're used to pumping your gas, your own gas. Yeah. And they're just like, no, you can't do that. And I was like, whoa, 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 what's going on? <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. You pull to the gas station. They're just so friendly. They're like, how much do you want? I'm just like, excuse you. <laughs> yeah. I don't know if they were necessarily friendly in my situation, but. <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> but yeah, yeah, I didn't know that. I didn't know that. And it's like right next to us. So yeah, but yeah. Oregon's beautiful. Yeah, definitely beautiful going up north. And Seattle's fun and going hiking up there is always great. Yeah. Humor me, Jose. What was What's the least favorite part about your job? SI? Yeah. And uh, be honest here. I would say sometimes it's the professors because... They're just very particular, and sometimes it's hard getting used to it. <laughs> okay, yeah, and like, you know, you've worked with multiple instructors, so I would imagine that you might connect well with, you know, instructors that you've taken it with, um, when you know what to expect, and so there's definitely a challenge with working with someone new, especially when you might have already kind of adjusted to how you are working with another instructor, so... Um, what has helped you in being able to kind of switch different instructors? It seems like every semester you're with someone new. Um, I would say, again, the mentor is just reaching out and asking if there's any suggestions because they've had essay leaders work with them. So, I mean, that's yeah. always the best, the best way to go about it. Or if you're feeling brave, you could just ask the professor directly like I just do now. Mm-hmm. I would also imagine that, you know, as challenging as it is to kind of bounce around different instructors, it's also really beneficial because you're kind of getting exposed and you get to know more of the faculty within that department. Yeah, I agree, especially with chemistry. And if you're pursuing a minor in any, I guess, any, because you could get the minor in any degree or program at Mm -hmm. Fresno State. So it's always nice to know them just because it gives you a little bit of credibility and if your name ever comes up. <laughs> yeah. You know, going on to your fourth semester, once you are no longer with SI, um, Jose, what would be some of the things that you would look back and, you know, 
in in my experience as an SI leader, I either strengthen this or gain this skill. What would that be? I would say definitely gaining the professional skill, working with like others, especially since the staff is so big with the leaders and mentors and everything. So I'd say that's mm-hmm. definitely a skill, especially since you're also working with professors directly and you're giving at least some time to meet with them during the week. And you have to like actually speak to them politely and correctly and not try to make them too angry because that could happen. Yeah. I would say the professional aspect and also just experience and like teaching. Cause like if you're an SI, most likely you might want to consider a pass down like education, K through 12 or city or a professor. Yeah. And I, you know, I know I've talked about this um, before, I believe it was with Laurel, but um, a lot of SI leaders will come in with either maybe like having not had the thought of, being an educator and then because of their experience or they enjoy SI, they realize like that is something that they may be interested in or vice versa. They may have thought about it, but then they realize they don't like their experience as an SI leader. And it's like, nah, I'm you know not going to go down this path. So um, that's kind of what the whole point of college is, right? You get these experiences and you kind of help narrow down like if what's the right fit for you. So, you know, I am a firm believer that people who have um, had experience as an SI leader and not just, you know, giving answers or just lecturing content will definitely make strong, stronger educators because you understand that it's not just here's all the content and I expect you to know it, but how you can reinforce that and not and get students beyond basic recall for an exam and, and really being able to apply that material. So um, I definitely um, see that. And um, I mean, I don't think I've ever gotten a disrespectful email. Eh, no, I'm just kidding. Um, yeah. Uh, you know, it comes down to how you're able to articulate with, yes, you're working with faculty, you're working with staff, you're working with mentors, you're emailing students on a weekly basis. And so a lot of that communication, which seems like something so minor, is very important because that's, you know, also another way of like how you have your first impressions and um, how you, yeah, like the way that you present yourself to the university. Yeah, exactly. Exactly, I agree. Because you're working for Fresno State and a good program, so you need to apply yourself and do your best. Absolutely, yeah. Well, Jose, thank you for coming on the podcast, making the time, and sharing a little bit more about your experience and and who you are outside of SI. Um, if you do have any more questions for Jose or want to know more about him or check out what specifically he has in his collection, then you know, feel free to hit him up on his, um, you know, email on the SI guide. So yeah, definitely reach out if you have any more questions, but again, Jose, thank you for coming on the podcast. Thank you, Nancy. There you have it. That is another one of our SI leaders, Jose Ramos. Uh, he's an SI leader for organic chemistry. If you want to get to know more about him, go ahead and reach out and connect with him. Very easy to talk to, um, keep listening and again, getting to know more individuals from our team. Thank you.